Welcome to the See You Next Summer podcast. I'm your host, Billy Pollahan, and with me, as always, is the, um, say the Poe to my Finn. And once again, we are joined by a very special guest. Um, you might know him from Geeks of Color. Um, you could see his some of his quotes in certain movies, like recently Encanto, which, congratulations, yeah. by the way. Yeah, congrats. Um, Mr. Andres Cabrera. And uh, yeah, how are you doing, buddy? Good man, good. Good to see you guys. Uh, an exciting, uh, exciting day. Exciting Sunday, man. What a what a day. Oh, uh, yes. Especially we're gonna do the last movie of the Star Wars saga. Yeah. And not a divisive movie at all. No. no. <laughs> not at all. I don't get any hate tweets on this movie at all. <laughs> I I totally get it. Uh, I got my movie. Um, ironically enough, same writer. So, I I totally. Oh <laughs> yes, I don't remember that. <laughs> yes, I still got some PTSD. But yeah, we're covering the rise of Skywalker. Which those three words, I know, trigger a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I will never forget. Just real quick, my hearing people's reactions immediately after I went out of the movie. There was this group of guys. Like, I was in the bathroom, and uh, one guy just goes, you know, this movie makes me really appreciate The uh, the Last Jedi so much more. And I just went, oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah um, so, before we get started, um, recapping the movie, um, I just want to know, Andres, what has your relationship with Star Wars been like, mm-hmm. and... How has it affected your life? Like, what are some of your fondest memories? Because I know you have a couple. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of my entire life. It's kind of affected my entire life, my whole trajectory of life, considering anywhere from motivation to inspiration to career choice to philosophy in general. Uh, Star Wars uh, is kind of an embodiment of my life because I, I mean, obviously, I grew up with the films. I connected with the characters. I connected with the fusion of like a sci-fi slash fantasy story, uh, and I also love um, growing up with them and just going through the you know original trilogy to the prequels um, to all the way now to the sequels. It's really uh, quite an adventure for sure. And that's my dog in the back. Sorry about that. <laughs> don't worry my, my I thought it was Billy's dog <laughs> <laughs> no it, don't worry about it but no that's really awesome to hear man like um, I also want to ask both Raul and Andres um, how you felt going into this movie because I know Last Jedi was mm-hmm. very divisive and I mean I'll tell my story after you guys because I'm I want to hear yours first um, before Getting into Impersonal 9, I was a little excited, but worried at the same time because of the trailers, because of Palpatine. I thought that Palpatine was going to be a ghost. And it would not not destroy the prophecy from the original six movies. I was wrong. (laughs) And so, seeing the movie, I felt like I was being punished. For liking the originals and the Last Jedi, I that's the for the way that I felt. And at the end of the movie, like I felt like I was beating down so hard, like fifty, like fifty times. 
and I only got one moment of happiness when Kai, when Kylo and Ray kiss. And I was like, oh my God. And then he immediately dies. I was like, me and another girl were like this. Ah! <laughs> we scream in a full theater in Burbank. Me, only me and a girl scream. And when he dies, I was like, ah, okay. My happiness is now gone. And then, and then just to the final shot in the head, I'm Ray Skywalker. Oh. And when I got out, Many people said the same thing. I appreciate The Last Jedi even more. And I'm like, for me, I was so sad that immediately I saw a girl. She's like, are you the one that scream at the radio? The kids I was like, yeah, girl. <laughs> that was the only, my other moment of happiness in that movie. <laughs> wow. What, what are you addressing? Yeah, what, what, a, what an adventure. Uh, I, I also had quite the experience, man. I can't lie. I saw The Last Jedi. I saw all the sequel movies like at least five or six times in theaters. Uh, I think oh, I saw nice. Force Awakens like five, six times. Last Jedi five, six times, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, Rise of Skywalker like five, six times. I think I saw Force Awakens like yeah. seven times, and then everything else like five, six. Nice. But anyways, I, I've always appreciated the sequels, and I liked all the. I, I honestly, I loved all the sequels. If I'm being real honest, um, so I was going in on a high, and I was going in. If I'm being real, guys, like this was quite the experience for me because this was my first time going to any type of screening at all in LA and I was already living in LA for about five and a half years and I got to mm. see the movie like three days earlier covering it for Collider um nice. and this was me covering it for Star Wars like the Star Wars thing that we were doing that we did for like a month and a half uh <laughs> that was a month and a half it was a Rise of Skywalker month and a half so I saw it at the um I believe the El Capitan Theater um, and I saw it a couple nice. days earlier. So I sat down, I saw the screening and I was losing it, losing my mind the entire film. And I, and I sat with like a bunch of people packed out crowd, but the entire time I was like, this is incredible. This movie's phenomenal. Like I'm crying. I'm at the verge of tears. I'm cheering for Ray. I'm cheering for Poe. I'm cheering for Finn. Every character has a moment. uh, Chewbacca has a moment at the very end of the movie that like literally made me shake uh, when he sees Han's medal. Um, I I, I was just at the edge of my seat in love with this movie. The last frame of the movie being Ray and BB-8 just killed me. Um, The entire sequel trilogy means so much to me and it means so much to like me and my family personally. Um, So this movie just like hit all the right notes for me and everyone I talked to after the movie too was quite an adventure. I, I had a really cool conversation with a couple people, but every single person I spoke with, regardless of the fact that they were like, eh, that was okay, was most of the reaction I got, were still kind of emotionally involved, which to me is a very curious aspect of this film that I feel like mm-hmm. doesn't go talked about enough. Where like, I see a lot of people be like, oh, I hated that movie, man. And they're like crying. And I'm like, why are you crying, bro? Like, my thing is like, if the movie is like so emotionally impactful, like then why are you like, oh bro, that sucked, and you're you're like on like covered in tears and stuff, and I'm like, come on, man, if you like really at the verge of tears and so moved to tears that this is Star Wars and you're so emotionally invested, then then why do you hate it so much? <laughs> I, I think that's my awesome. reaction to the movie because for me it's more of an emotional adventure rather than a logical intellectual aspect of writing that is never what star wars has been to me and to me that's what the movie is all about it's more of an emotional journey um talking about generations talking about what ray means to so many people and if ray means a lot to me and my family then i consider it to be a good movie so wow 
that's a great, really interesting point of view because I also have seen all of the movies in an emotional part of way. Like uh, I have seen in previous episodes of past on the Star Wars movies. I always have seen Star Wars as a telenovela since I was very little. And that's the, the aspect that I love about it. I love the drama of the telenovela of it. But in this particular episode, it made me feel like I'm watching a 2000s novela from Univision that I don't like, <laughs> specifically in episode nine. And so that's the thing. You have a really interesting point, Andres, of course. It's about emotions. I cannot deny. I did feel emotions during the Raylo scene and when Han Solo shows up. I did feel some really good emotions. But some other scenes, it's the thing that bothered me the most was the retconning. That's the thing that bothered me the most because I saw The Last Jedi seven times in theaters and in Force Awakens too. And it felt kind of like the movie was so reactionary of so many people that hated The Last Jedi so much that it felt kind of like a lot of backpedaling. But I can see also why does the thing. Immediately, I don't say to a lot of people, no, you're wrong because you like it. It's amazing that you have that perspective that you love this movie. Like, uh, there's some movies that I love that a lot of people hate, and there's some people that a lot of, uh, a lot of people love and I hate. For example, one of my, my notorious hot take, I consider Rogue One one of the worst movies ever made. I really hate that movie, and we yeah, already like, talked about it. And of like, all time. It's, yeah. It baffles me to no end, but it makes for a hell of an interesting conversation. And not going to episode nine, one of my biggest complaints from row one is here. If you want to get satisfied with this movie, you have to read ancillary material. That's yeah, one of my you, biggest problems I, with I row one. Like, I feel like that's just like take a drink every single time. <laughs> uh, Raul brings up the ancillary material, which yeah. I can understand. But that's also just that's just Disney, how they get you um to buy their product and also the product happens to be good so i understand your point of view but on the other hand um you understand like star wars was like it was dead for years like mm -hmm. after the original trilogy all we had were like they're now legends but we had the um um air to the empire the mara jade stuff thrawn all these ancillary material that um was used to um, just occupy Star Wars and then now Disney is just like okay we're gonna crank it up to like 20 so that way everybody gets represented by the way and that's a big thing that they have done is added a ton of representation especially for women and minorities which is a very good thing and that I think is logical because Star Wars had been lacking in that it's not that they didn't have it it's just uh, you can count on your hand on one hand how many um like people like you know lando and leia and stuff like that most of the time it's just people that are like luke and han and stuff which is great and they're great characters but yeah um it's funny that you brought up emotion andres because i will never forget the first time i went to star wars celebration in chicago i was very lucky to get into the room and then I got to see the whole uh, Q&A and the first photos and everything. Stephen Colbert was there. Um, and then they're just like, who wants to see a teaser trailer? And 
the screen is like the size of like a football stadium screen. So it was huge. Everybody could see it. And then they played it. And then I'm telling you the emotion and the just thunderous applause. Like when you heard Palpatine, you could hear audible gasps from like nearly everybody. And then we all waited for the title because the title hadn't been revealed at that point. The Rise of Skywalker. Everybody loses their mind. The woman next to me, we were both crying and hugging each other. We were total strangers just because everybody was so, so excited. And then they played it again. And then Ian or Ian McDermott showed up on the stage and he said, roll it again. That is a moment I will never forget. Just the hype for Rise of Skywalker. I didn't even care. Like, I wasn't thinking about how it would be received or anything like that. I was just like, I was so lucky to be there. And I know a lot of people weren't. And yeah, um, it's a moment I'll never forget just because this is like, this is the last Star Wars movie for a good while. And this was the last of the Skywalker saga. So the fact that I was able to get um, one, that, that's enough. And yeah, um, on that note, um, The Rise of Skywalker 2019. <laughs> um, yeah, got to do the crawl. Um, maybe I'll just re-record all of them in the Tom Kane voice, but I'll do the Korra voice, like you yes, said. Please. Andres, I know you are also a big Legend of Korra fan. Oh yeah. I still Avatar fan. I still rewatch that series like every other month. <laughs> yeah. I'll nice. I'm it's back so, on season so one right now. I got now. him I got him into it. Oh no way. Oh yeah. Yeah. He got me into it and I prefer Korra over the original so series. So I'll, I'll love Korra. Korra is literally my dog's <laughs> name. You just heard her barking right now. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome nice okay <clears throat> the dead speak the galaxy has heard a mysterious broadcast a threat of revenge in the sinister voice of the late emperor palpatine somehow general leia organa dispatches secret agents to gather intelligence while ray the last hope of the jedi trains for battle against the diabolical first order meanwhile supreme leader kylo ren rages in search of the phantom emperor determined to destroy any threat to his power yeah and then we land on mustafar and i actually like that um i didn't know it was mustafar i was like kind of looks familiar Mm -hmm. and then you just see kylo ren just brutally murdering these guys and you're like i don't know what he's up to but man he just goes through all of them there's a ton of them and then it's like he opens a chest we see the cube, which is the Sith Wayfinder, our first MacGuffin. Not a holocron? <laughs> it looks like a holocron. I thought it was a holocron <laughs> at first. I was like, oh, what is this? And then um, shows him piloting his ship. Once again, shows he's a good pilot. Going through this... Um, like his grandpa. Um, like like his grandpa. And he's going <laughs> through this like red like tear in the galaxy, which was kind of strange but i was like star wars introduces new stuff all the time mm-hmm. and then you get uh exegol which is the sith homeworld planet and this is where we get some of the trailer sh- or marketing shots with him coming out of the ship 
igniting his lightsaber, mostly for light, I guess. <laughs> and then, I'm not going to lie, the first time I, I knew it was coming, but when um, you hear the Emperor's voice, I just felt a little bit of chills. I was like, oh, God, he still got it. Yeah, we, he, yeah my dummy still has it. Especially, he's like, uh, I love that he says, Snoke trained you well. And I love Kylo, I killed Snoke. Uh, my boy, I made Snoke. I have been every voice you have ever heard inside your head. I'm like, okay. Well, I remember when I saw this, I was like, okay, you're going to bring Palpatine back. You have to do some, some homework here. I was like, okay. And then seeing all of the Snokes, and I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> I was like, why is there like five Snokes on a tube? And then... Of course, Papatin says the line for Revenge of the Sin, like uh, the dark side of the forest are path to way to a many abilities some would consider unnatural. And when he looks like a corpse, and I'm like, oh, how did his corpse survive? That was my, I was like, how? <laughs> and so it brings a lot of questions. And like Billy says, start drinking for ancillary material. Didn't they say in the book that he was a Palpatine clone? But it's never said in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, and so, and I'm like, in my head, when it sounds like the first sort of just the beginning, but I can give you so much more. And Kylo's like, you'll die first. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, Kylo, I thought that the movie was going to do kind of like a whole twist and lying on the trailers showing Palpatine, but it was a lie, like they're doing the Avengers movies that they show fake shots. I thought that Kylo was going to kill the Emperor right there in that moment. Kill the corpse and kill everything, burn it. Kind of like in The Last Jedi, burn the past. And kill the past if you have to. But no, he's like, I can give you, I was like, I can give you everything. You can be more powerful than your grandfather Vader. And I'm like, Darth Vader was so waste. No, he was not even a king. He was just the assistant to a general and the assistant to the emperor. Kylo Tenniki finally got what Anakin Skywalker always wanted. He wanted to be a king. So the the I already felt like they already someone Mickey Mouse already beating me in the face three times already in that moment. And I'm like, and then part of my heart was already breaking because I was like a Kill the girl and the Jedi. I was like, but you don't know the truth about her. Who is she? And I'm like, and my head, I'm like, oh, they're going to do something. I was like, I was like, oh, no, they're going to do something to Ray. I was like, and that's the first scene of the movie. That was my feelings during that scene. Yeah. And then he has this like gross fingers and everything. I was more, that grossed me out more than anything. He's like, what will you have? Everything yeah. lifts up. This entire legion of star destroyers, <laughs> and you know they're old because they're from the original trilogy as well. I'm like, okay, so he's been building a fleet for 40 years, yeah, and they need cool. ways to go up, yeah. And the uh, <laughs> the captains are like my age. You see the captain of the first ship, uh, and she's like this young girl, and I'm like, what? <laughs> she's been serving Palpatine her whole life, but she's 29 years old, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Uh, uh, somehow, some somehow. people, uh, some people needed sex on that and though in that ice, yeah, they need true. to keep warm 
Maybe that kid was the product of some of, some of it. True. <laughs> he needed to make a dramatic reveal, okay? No, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't lie. I definitely do feel like that's definitely a part of it, right? Where The Last Jedi kind of promised us that we're going to get Supreme Leader Kylo Ren. Like, this guy mm-hmm. is the leader of the entire universe. Like, this guy literally controls everything in his hand. Uh, and he's kind of power-hungry and power-crazed. Uh, which to me was the most exciting part. That's why the opening scene on Mustafar was like really cool and exciting because it's like, mm-hmm. this is Kylo on a rage. He's doing whatever he wants to gain more power. He realizes someone else has more power. So he's he's out to take him out, which is the emperor. And he literally says, I'm going to kill you like I killed Snoke. And that's his first line in the movie. And I think that's a really cool promise that they set up. I think the counter to that, or at least what the writer was going for, there's a shout out for you, Billy, uh, to the writer uh, nice. but I think what he was going for was the fact that he saw that he was leading such a huge massive Sith fleet is what they called it and that killing him would just you know make the legions turn on him so he was like all right I'm gonna play games you know I'm gonna play high level chess with Mr. Palpatine himself because I'm Kylo Ren and I can do this and I already did it once with Snoke where I can outsmart Snoke, I'm going to outsmart him. And even tells Ray, I think, he's like, oh, no, I'm not serving Palpatine. He's a means to an end. I think he even says something like that in the movie where he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not serving him. I'm, I'm just trying to get the, the fleet. I'm just out to do my own thing. Uh, he's just playing Palpatine the whole time. And he even says it to Ray later on in the movie because he wants the fleet. Uh, and I think he's just trying to get it in his own manipulative way. So I, I, that's why I kind of forgave that whole situation, too. So. That, 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 I cannot deny that's a good point of view. Still, if I was a writer in that mo- in that movie, I think it would have been more interesting to kill Palpatine in that moment sure. and Kylo fighting that fleet, kind of like a runaway, but also the white guy with power. Would have been a different movie. A more interesting movie for me, though. That'd be kind of cool. That's It'd be like really... Kylo flying in the sky, just like slashing up the, the fleet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's bringing him down that, with yeah. the force. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been a cool scene. Also, <laughs> thinking about like with the force, you can pull entire yeah, ships. It would exactly. have been cool to see Kylo like make them crash and everything. Yeah, that would have, that been, would cool. have been a great scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they wanted yeah. to do the whole like manipulation, like the Sith always betray each other, rule of tooth mm-hmm. situation, which is kind of what the Sith do, which is where they're like, Yeah, I'll serve you. And then reality, the apprentice is like plotting to destroy the master. It happens like every generation of Sith. And I think that's what Kylo was going to go for. Yeah, but also Kylo Ren doesn't know how evil Palpatine really is. He is completely self-serving and he will throw you away the minute that you are of no use to him. He's done it multiple times. Just ask Maul and Vader Mm because they were means to ends as well. And Count Dooku. Don't forget about Count Dooku. Well, yeah. Also, Count Dooku. <laughs> Do it. Do it. <laughs> but, yeah, so. um, but you could also say that uh, Kylo Ren, uh, he was like, been there, done that. But um, oh my God. Uh, I had to throw in a pun. I have another one about Exegol, but I'll save that for later. Yeah. And uh, then we get um, Chewie playing hollow chess. Yeah, he's cheating. We get our hunky, hunky men with uh, Poe Dameron and Finn. Once again, played by Oscar Isaac and John Boyega. Uh, I'm just saying, Oscar Isaac, he is, whoa, I was like, mm-hmm. I he looks really good, like Indiana Jones mummy vibes. I don't know what his outfit was, but I was just like, I was really digging it. He's kind of looked uh, like Brendan Fraser like, in the mummy. We gotta That's get true. a message. 
Mm-hmm. Except for like the mid part. And then they're like, oh, we have a contact on. Uh... Oh, shit. What's the planet's name? I know. Uh, it was Andre something with ice. What? Yeah, it's not know. Kajimi because that's later. You're talking about the first place they went to? Yeah, yeah the, the first, first place oh, where they get uh, the message from Mark Hamill. Uh, the glacier colony, Sinclair glacier colony, Sinclair. Yeah, because mm. I remember Pasana, Kajimi, and Exegol, and those those are the three planets that I remember from this movie. And then um, it's just like you get this little puppet that's just like I got a message. There's a spy in the first order. Oh, a spy. And then it's just like, here, transfer this to Leia. We'll put it in this USB port that conveniently fits into R2. <laughs> and R2 literally uploads like an update. And they're just like, oh, First Order found us. We got to go. Then you get your awesome flying action. Finn is just totally stone-faced and is totally cool with just killing all He's of his former brethren. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, then they go light speed skipping, which is the sequence where I'm just like, this is great for the Disneyland Star Tours ride. Yes. I mean, like, I was seriously just like, is this is this like a preview for the next Star Tours ride? It's fun. And, and also we see like, Paul Dameron passing to for through Arrakis to kill one of the worms. That's pretty cool. That was a dune. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he dodged it. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Did. Yeah, it is the Sintec Glacier know. Colony, by the way. Ah, uh, nice. Ah, I knew you would know because your uh, Star Wars knowledge competing in the Schmodown for a reason. Mm-hmm. I, I can never do it. And then um, we see Rey looking like the Avatar with all the rocks forming like an atom. I'm just like, she is literally the Avatar. She's like, be with me, be with me. J.J. Abrams moment. They're not, they're not there with me. And then she literally, you see the... Um, the wire like she does the flip and i'm like okay and then this is something that i was very concerned with the first time i saw it which was the inclusion of carrie fisher because at that point it had been years since she passed away and Mm -hmm. they said oh we're not gonna digitally replace her like we did in rogue one or something like that we're gonna use existing footage and work it into the story. For the most part, I think it's seamless. Like very few times was I like, I could notice that it just, it, it worked for me. And the times that um, Ray needed to like hug her or something, you knew that that was just a body double, mm-hmm. but it, it still works. They worked with what they got. And yeah, it just made me really sad that it still makes me sad that Carrie Fisher is no longer with us. And yeah, no, it, it sucks, but it was nice to see that they at least sent off her character in a pretty okay way, for the yeah. most part. I I also, I did like some scenes of Leia, but some of the writing, especially just like, a, oh yeah, never underestimate a droid, and then you use that scene when Pasana was like, a, it was like, yeah, never underestimate a droid, and I'm like, but the droids are always there to help you. So, I was like, a, it does, that's the part of me, but I was like, okay, but I I also, of course, it was sad that we lost Carrie Fisher. And I know that it was hard to do that kind of like seamless to put in the film. I also wouldn't have minded that they would have 
it would have been more dramatic talking about the telenovela aspect that I love about Star Wars, that Kyle is on a rampage because he was not invited to his mother's funeral. I think it would have been a little interesting. I think, I think it would have been a little more interesting, though. But, but yeah, at the same time, I can see the point. And still, like, you feel heartbreak because Carrie Fisher was not there. But then you go into another scene where you see Kylo touching Vader's head and he's possessing that ball when Luke was practicing in A New Hope. And and I love that Ray has a really quick vision of her in the Sith throne. And I'm like, I would have loved to see at least 30 seconds of that flash of like, or see, be, be seeing her being evil. Then that would have been a way cooler instead of you have to pause it while you're watching it at home because it's so damn fast. I, which I've and done <laughs> many times. And, thing, and I'm like, this is my other comparison about the movie. The movie moves too fast. Yes, I, I agree with this. I am this so with you on that. Breakneck speed. That's my biggest I criticism of right away. Of, my, of the film. I think all three of us can, can agree on that. I'm just like, literally mm-hmm. 20 minutes, I'm like, oh my God, guys, slow down. Slow down. I need a breathe. Yeah, you could... You could tell they were literally racing to the finish or mm-hmm. to finish this. That was their exit goal. Okay, I, I think done. it's also like <laughs> part of the Last Jedi criticism of like maybe it was a little too long. And they were like, all mm-hmm. right, guys, no more two and a half. We're doing 215 or 220 or whatever it was. I think it was like 215, <laughs> 220. And I was like, ah, yeah. just make it two and a half. Who cares, man? Like add an extra like 15 minutes and, and make it a little bit more. I don't know. Pacing to me is like one of the most important parts of movies. And I feel like if they slowed down mm-hmm. a tiny bit, the improvement could have been like 30, 40% better. So. Yeah. yeah the, the, the movie, this is the last star Wars movie. You can make it as long as you want. Like people will sit through it. Yeah. If, if the story justifies the length, that's fine. Um, the studio should not mandate certain times and stuff because that's just restricting the storyteller like i remember the whole justice league thing they were very adamant two hours and i was like yeah that's not enough time no like that is not enough time Mm -hmm. for any even if it was like a regular movie yeah that wasn't connected to any universe that's still not enough time yeah it's it's yeah it's tough fuck you it's definitely a it's (laughs) a it's a combination of like statistics and numbers and them running the numbers and then seeing if it actually works and if it's true working also with the directors like for example this year venom 2 let there be carnage actually proved that formula right uh (laughs) that movie made a ton of money it probably made more money than Mm -hmm. almost any movie this year at least domestically and it was partially because it was so damn short (laughs) uh and it was like the studios and and the statistic guys and the numbers guys were like y'all we told y'all um but i still don't care i'd rather see a two hour and 45 minute movie uh the way denny does it uh for blade runner 2049 or dune or the last Mm -hmm. james bond movie it was like 245 or like any movie that's like over 240 just who cares man make it 240 I, i really don't like the whole sacrificing art to make an extra 20 million dollars i'm just like come on guys you can make that back yeah. somewhere else yeah especially talking about disney avengers thing was about like three and a half hours yeah ex- uh, exactly like a little it was over three hours. three hours and five yeah. minutes so i was like if you can do it for endgame come on you can do it for star wars yeah 
especially yeah, also. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Imagine a, a, we live in a world where Gone Girl instead of three hours was gonna be two. You will lose so much of the storytelling in Gone Girl, and Gone Girl is an amazing thriller. I remember That's when also I just David when Fincher I finished that movie there. and I'm like, this movie was three hours long. They didn't feel like it, and there's some movie that you never feel the length. Absolutely, and then there's some that are short, but you feel like it's forever because the pacing mm-hmm. is so bad. There's on the ups on the downside, you can go too slow. But um, Stellan Skarsgård just talked about this, where movies either get made on like a shoestring budget, where it won't be seen, so it won't make its money back. Or it's the $100 million blockbuster. It's not the modest budget where it plays at festivals and then generally word of mouth makes it get a wider release, typically. Those movies don't exist anymore. They existed all the time in like the 80s and 90s, especially Mm -hmm. like the late 90s, early 2000s, when like Miramax would just crank out all these like independent movies and then word of mouth was a big thing word of mouth is a big thing in this movie because i think it affected its box office quite a bit because mm-hmm. this was the the lowest grossing of the sequel trilogy it still made a billion dollars that mm-hmm. was a given but compared to the force awakens which made two billion dollars you can tell something went wrong and um yeah where were we on this after the light uh, speed and then well, technically, then we see that we see Poe arriving on the on the Falcon, and I love the joke that a lot of people did on Twitter that they was like the whole thing is on fire, and I'm like, well, that's literally the franchise. <laughs> the whole thing is on fire on Star Wars, but also I think that another thing that bothers me when Ray is talking with Leia, this is the following scene. She says, "I will earn your brother's saber one day." In my head, I'm like, the last Jedi make you feel that she. In my head, I thought it would have been better for Rey to make her own lightsaber, and then just lead, maybe re just grab the gem at least, but not do the whole do everybody fighting over Scalibur again, and that's what they think they did because technically Anakin Skywalker is the Scalibur of this trilogy, and in my head I think we had like that idea that Rey already had her own lightsaber like in the Colin Trevorrow screenplay. That would have been a little more interesting. They would have used that part of the screenplay. But then and then we see that Oscar Isaac gives the best meme of the whole movie. That he knows that this movie is bad. He's like, somehow, Palpatine has returned. The way that he, he delivers so, the line. He looks like he's like, oh, God, do I really have to say this? Like, he, <laughs> he looks like he's in pain. Mm-hmm. And once again, we get a lost alumni cameo because i noticed right away dominic monaghan um he's just one of the resistance soldiers i was just like ah lost and i'm like charlie knows a lot about this set for for him to be a random resistance soldier like a lot i thought he'd be more important because like i was just like i remember when they were like dominic monaghan has been cast and i was like mm-hmm. Ooh, cool because i mean he'd been in lord of the rings again lost he was my favorite character in Lost, next to Hurley. Um, I love Hugo. Um, and then it's just like, wait, I've seen this before. Let's go on a quest. And then I have to do this alone. But you're not alone. <laughs> the biggest... Oh, another thing that pissed me off was that they promised that Rose would be in this movie much mm. more. She gets literally 
One minute not of screen time? Two, not even two minutes. Like, literally, it's a blink. Oh, hey, Rose. What's up? Oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. Good. Okay. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. That was lame for sure. I don't remember them promising that, though. I mean, I might have been. Yeah. I, I it was in the like, celebration, I think. Was Steven it? Yeah, Over? they showed a photo uh, with Rose okay. interacting with Ray. That never happened in the movie. Wow. That is a, that is definitely a bummer. I, I definitely agree with those criticisms for sure. That's a mm-hmm. bummer. Yeah. And then they're off to go find the Wayfinder. And um, I like that the Poe-Ray relationship, I actually do like this, that they act like two people that are just like kind of friends. There's there's mm-hmm. just sort of like dicks to each other like snarky dicks to each other yeah. but they got like the one mutual friend where it's just like okay we like each other enough yeah I, but it can never be like like what they have with finn i i like well it. yeah and it's also because you know they put out ray with paul because we cannot make paul and finn be boyfriends because disney's not gonna allow it so <laughs> the hell they won't I also feel like it's it's like a two like two leaders butting heads because you know that Ray and, and Poe definitely have the leadership mm. uh, qualities. It's like two yeah. alphas kind of going at it, uh, and and I, I don't know. I really like that aspect of it too because they're definitely cut from the same cloth. So yeah, yeah, they did that in the recent Bond as well, where it was like um, Lashana Lynch's character and Daniel Craig they butt heads all the time, and I'm just like, this is like. This is a long ass um, dick measuring contest, but I, I like that they respect. They at least respect each other, which I like. And yeah. then three PO is just like, "Oh, by the way, R two, in case something happens, um, you're my best friend." And I was like, "Oh, three PO, don't make me cry, dude." No, he's like, "In, in the event, if I don't return, you always have been a really good friend, R two." And I love Leia. Leia was like, Ray, never be afraid who you are. And, and I added, even if you are Ray mystery box, because that's one of the things that angered me about Ray in this movie. She was made into a whole mystery box aspect. I'm like, damn it. And But that, that was in The Force Awakens, too. You I know, too. Blame just the rise of Skywalker. True, but also I'm like, damn it. And then we get into another scene that I don't get the point. Kylo rebuilding his mask with a nice old Ren. Can you please tell me, Andres, how can you defend that? Yeah, I mean, if you see the behind the scenes uh, documentary, I think they just wanted to bring back the mask. <laughs> uh, they're just like, no, let's bring back the mask. No, they didn't say that. They were they were talking about like how they wanted mm-hmm. to like have him put it back on and make him feel like he's back in his comfort zone and back like he's in control and in command and not losing his cool or whatever. Uh, but I mean, um, mm-hmm. it's again, it's one of those details that it's, I don't know, because there's so many de- the problem with star Wars. And, and I feel like obviously we're going through every single scene as I can see now. Uh, and we are kind of getting into the details, but I feel like the problem with star Wars is that maybe we do get into every single detail a lot a lot <laughs> and i feel mm-hmm. like sometimes we might yeah at least that's that's kind of how i watched a movie where i watch a scene and i'm a i can question it i can roll my eyes a little bit but i don't necessarily mm-hmm. say yo that movie's trash that one scene where he rebuilt the mask and i'm like who cares <laughs> so he brought back the mask <laughs> you know what i'm saying like the yeah. details don't no, necessarily no, no, I get it. ruin I, I a movie get it, for though. me <laughs> 
Yeah. No, yeah. I, I totally get we're that actually, point. We're actually not going as into detail. Yeah, as we're not. No, we're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're just like, jumping. We're doing the big stuff. Yeah, we're that's true. We're light big. speed skipping. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I, we're light skipping technically. And, and in my head, I'm like, just before we move to the next scene, I'm like, I don't see the point of rebuilding the mask because it was about him leaving out there that he's no longer a fanboy of Darth Vader, that he's his own character. And that's the thing that I like that The Last Jedi did. And I feel like for me, Kylo Ren was regressing a lot before we get into the Han Solo scene, though. And that's a, I feel like there's a lot of like backpedaling. And that's the thing that angered me, angered me a little about Kylo rebuilding his mask. And then we jump, and we see the Nysol Ren, like, they had this, this whole meeting that the that Kylo says, like, me and the Nysol Ren were going to have for the scavenger. And I'm like, I think it would have been a better line instead of the scavenger just to say, we're going to hand the last Jedi. I think it would have been a much effective. Yeah. But then okay. we get into Pasana. And that random light that C-Triple says that, oh, this celebration happens every 42 years. And I'm like, okay, that's 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 a pretty cool joke because that was the 42-year anniversary of A New Hope. But then in my head, I love this random alien. I was like, oh, she's giving you this gift. Yeah, my name is Ray. She wants to know your last name, says C-Triple. I'm just Ray. And I was like, I'm like, why are they focusing on her last name again? Well, I thought that she already accepted that she was no one. Maybe she could have given herself a last name, a random last name. I will suggest Ray Solana. Just, oh just I to... actually, I like the Pasana scene mm-hmm. because I don't know why, but it reminds me of Coachella. I just feel like ah, yeah. people are just there like having a great time. They're probably getting high as hell, yes. but they're, everybody is so happy. And again, the puppets. I, I love the animatronics. Ooh, puppets were Mas Kanata is fine. Yeah, great makeup. Mas Kanata is finally a freaking animatronic yeah. mm-hmm. um, puppet, which I was like, yeah, it only took three movies, but we're there. <laughs> and um, then it's like, Ray who? And uh, then we get, you know, a forced connection. Forced Skype is coming forced up. Forced FaceTime. Back. The background it turns uh, black, and she's like, "Oh!" And then I just expected Kylo Ren to just go, "Hey, what's up?" Uh, By the way, Palpatine, Palpatine's uh, gonna come and get you. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I got my mask back. It's it's totally wizard. That's kind of what he said. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost that exactly me. what it said in, in the same tone and everything. He's like, "Hey, no, uh, wait, Palpatine wait. wants you dead." Uh, and she's yeah. like, oh, you're serving another master? What? What are you doing? <laughs> and then she's just like, you're haunted. I can see through the literal cracks, the literal metaphorical yeah. cracks in your mask. And he's just like, yeah, well, uh, your mom and dad. So, yeah. And then they're just like, yeah. she's just like well, how about your dad? Yeah. They're, they're act- I'm like, just, just yeah. fuck already. I, it's great. Yeah. I, I, I actually yeah. feel like every Ray and Kylo scene is effing great even in this movie yes even if you don't mm-hmm. like this movie they're still their chemistry is still so good and their dialogue is so yes. great too like even this scene is I actually agree. really good i was like yo i buy it <laughs> yeah you're right billy <laughs> no you're right billy yeah. because then you forget the raylo the raylo part of this scene i offered you my hand once you wanted to take it why didn't you and i'm like okay this is a raylo scene <laughs> this is a good a scene, scene. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, 
she's just like why didn't you and you you see where this is going mm-hmm. and then he's just like yoink and i'm like that's as close to second base as you're gonna get buddy <laughs> just to, he, he gets he gets the he gets the necklace because he actually does the smart thing and he he uses the necklace to determine where in the galaxy that would be made mm-hmm. and then he's like all right get the stormtroopers that are already there to look for them i will be there shortly I was like, okay, actually effective leadership. And we also forgot that the new, like, Tarkin, I guess, is um, General Pride, who is uh, Richard E. Grant. Great Um, actor. Great actor. I mean, Spice World, that's enough. (laughs) And um, then they do get spotted... But uh, a crossbow comes and just kills this one stormtrooper. I was like, damn. And then um, this dude, who I knew right away who it was, because nobody else would dress like that. Mm -hmm. Um, He's just like, follow me into this tank thing. And then dramatic reveal. uh, Wookiees stand out in the crowd. And then I was like, yeah, Lando. He's Mm -hmm. back. Billy D. Williams. And I mean, he still got it. He's yeah. Billy D. Williams. And then he reveals that him and Luke they were in a hunt. They were hunting a Jedi hunter called Ochi, and then they needed to find the other wayfinder. Lando does the 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 best ongoing joke in all of the movies. I have a bad feeling about this. Taking the line, that's a great line. And he's like, "Give Leia my love," and I'm like, and Rachel's like, "What?" <laughs> I love that Rachel's like, "Give Leia my love," and Rachel's like, "Okay." What kind of love, though? <laughs> okay, like, first he takes Han's clothes in Empire when he's frozen mm-hmm. carbonite, and now he's hitting on his girl. Come on, Lando. Yeah. I know you're a classy dude, but come on. And, and then, then we, we get, get into a chase scene, scene. And then we... They, they fly f- now. No, they fly now. And then we see... And then we see Finn super happy of killing more troopers. And then... And, and then Finn, they're like, they're kind of like in that moving side. I was like, I never told you, Ray. And then I love that. And Ray is like, what were you going to tell me? I'll tell you later. And I love well, that. Well, when Poe's not there? And Poe, I love Poe that he's so jealous. I was like, what are you going to tell her? Hmm? We're totally going to break uh, up after this scene. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> 3PO says a great line, by the way, when they're in the sand. And then he's just like, Finn, Poe, or uh, Ray. And then 3PO is just like, you didn't say my name, sir, but I'm okay. <laughs> I love that he's just like, um, he's so used to it at this point. He doesn't even care. Yeah, so like, is bullied a lot. He really is the Charlie Brown of Star Wars. Just <laughs> nothing. He constantly is getting offered the football. But in this case, Poe is the Lucy and just yanks it from him. But he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And it's then, a good loyal droid. And then uh, magically, they find a really big big snake that looks like a penis that immediately Ray heals and I'm like, oh this is new oh, they not only find the body of Ochi they find his jumper and they find their second MacGuffin ah, the dagger the Sith dagger and then they're just like, uh, uh, 3PO, can you translate it? he's like, yes, but I can't tell you what it means, and they're like, why not? Black because my programming forgive- forbids it, and I love <laughs> Finn, or no, Poe is like, you mean the one time we need you to talk, you can't. <laughs> Come on. He's like, 
irony, sir. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, force heal. And then, um, again, really cool puppet um, puppetry. Because I know most of that was practical. And then... Um, and then the snake magically opens can... the cave. And kind of like, it yeah. feels kind of like a video game. It was like, it says, achievement unlock. And it opens and they already got the knife. And then we get this really into... Is, this really is a video game. Yes, it feels like a video game. And then we get into see the nice old Ren looking all cool, like they're in a music video in the desert. And I'm like, oh, they're going to do something. And they capture Chewbacca. And then we get into a really good dramatic scene that it was wasted five minutes later. That Ray and Kylo fighting over the ship to say, okay, Ray is trying to save Chewbacca. But then in my head, I'm like, where is this going? I was like, before they revealed that Ray has force lightning. In my head, I'm like, this could go both ways. Ray could be a Palpatine, or the thing that I was hoping for, that Ray was created by Palpatine, like Darth Vader was created by the Force. I thought the movie was going to go that way. Now I'm like, it would have been interesting that the Emperor had a backup if. He he randomly dies or something, and I'm like that Ray was created by the by the force, and I was totally wrong after that. But yeah, then she ex- she destroys the ship, and she's like, "Oh, I killed Chewbacca," and I'm like, "Okay, this is pretty interesting because the thing that I love the most is when a hero is not that pure that they made a mistake and they have to clean themselves to be a hero again." And I'm like, "Okay, Ray just killed Chewbacca. It's pretty ballsy." Are we going to invest like maybe 20 minutes of screen time for her lamenting what she did? But two minutes later, um, man, we see Hux was like, oh, yes, they got this creature. It, ha- it, was, it was traveling with Han Solo. And I'm like, can you just not wait a movie 20 minutes to reveal this? I think it would have been way cooler for seeing Ray lamenting what she did. But what do you think, yeah, Andres, about wanna, the fighting? I want to ask you a question about, uh, yeah, about like when you thought that they killed Chewie, what was your reaction? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I was devastated. I mean, I think the whole theater was just like, no, no, <laughs> that's not how it happens. You can't just kill Chewie, like kill everyone except Chewie, <laughs> like literally everyone, because <laughs> uh, he's like probably the most... I, I, he's like the most faithful character, right? I mean, he literally mm-hmm. is always there. He doesn't mess up. He's always faithful. He doesn't, you know, give you a side eye or anything. He's he's just willing to do whatever it takes. And and killing Chu was just not not it. So I, I was devastated for sure. And I really thought mm-hmm. they did it. I, I didn't question it at all. Last movie, last in the Skywalker saga, it made sense for them to do something kind of bold or to kill off someone kind mm-hmm. of you know, significant. So I was like, okay, Chewie's kind of a good one because, I mean, it's a character that technically doesn't speak. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, they might they might just kill him like this and they might have Ray hold that burden. Um, yeah, it, it definitely was an interesting takeaway to, for them to not commit to it, for sure. I, I'm sure they were just afraid. I'm sure they had it. Someone pitched that and they were just like, yo, Chewie dies, Ray kills him. And then they were like, yeah, what if we do that? But then it's like, he doesn't die. <laughs> Someone yeah. have, like someone from the studio was like, "Yeah, that happens," but then we find out he didn't really kill her. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then um, they're just like, "Okay, where do we go to next?" And then, or they're like, "We 
had the dagger, but that was with Chewie. And then 3PO's just like, yeah, it's only in my memory. And we also get a quick uh, thing of Dio. Oh, yeah. Is, Dio. Um, the little droid, the little one-wheeled droid. The Pixar voiced by man? director, yeah, basically, and voiced by director J.J. Abrams himself. And I remember, again, Celebration, when they wheeled him out. He is a little guy, but it, again, much like BB-8, he is practical. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, they're just trying to make like the smallest droids possible. It's like when iPods were like getting smaller and smaller, eventually yeah. to like the Nano. <laughs> and then they're just like, oh, I know a black market um, de- uh, droid smith on Kajimi, but I can't go. I got to pass there. A retconned past, which we'll talk about immediately, because it turns out that Poe was a narco. Essentially, yeah. they're like he's a spice runner. I was like, season four. When was this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What is I would, your... I would pay to see a Star Wars version of narcos. Yeah, season what is with yeah, the I intro? Do that, Andreas, because I did not like that. Uh, that he was telling. He was technically the stereotypical Latino character that he was technically a drug dealer. Yeah. I did not like that. I, I, I guess I, I should be upset. Because <laughs> uh, I saw a lot of people that were, and, and obviously if you are, I can't take that away from mm-hmm. you. Uh, you have every right to be. Uh, especially when I've been the one who've talked about, who's talked about, like, the. I, I get frustrated sometimes that it's overused mm-hmm. and overdone, and that's kind of all we see, yeah. uh, especially from my background but um i don't know i just i guess i didn't take it that way especially in star wars where we don't necessarily see too much of that side and every side we've seen from that side is lando han characters that we love it's not it's not we don't Mm -hmm. necessarily see spice runners as like freaking season two of narcos pablo escobar is like decapitating people we see them as like fun loving guys who are like trying to do whatever it takes that they need to do to survive in the Mm -hmm. empire in an empire that has kind of drained them and beaten them down and this is kind of their only chances of to even make any money or to survive at all so i i don't see it necessarily in the same context as like a real life reflection of actual Mm -hmm. drug dealers that some people might have seen it as where they might have been like, yo, this is like, oh, it's a reflection of real life. And I'm like, is it though? Like, I don't I don't see it that way. I I, I don't, at least, because we don't see the negative connotation uh, that we see in real life. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I never really thought about the fact that, yeah, you're like, oh, the Latino drug dealer. I'm like, you know, I never really thought about that. But now that you mention it. <laughs> Anyway, I cut you off. Um, yeah, no, no, Raul, no, no, you want to introduce sense. us to the the best character in the movie? I think you know who it is. Uh, Zori Blake. Hey, hey! <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Zori looks awesome because she is Carrie Russell and Felicity. Uh, the Americans. Yeah, Felicity. The Americans is an underrated show. You need to watch it if you haven't. Many people haven't. And uh, we get little Babu Frick, yep. who is the droid smith. Little puppet voiced by Moaning Myrtle from uh, Harry Potter. Mm. And just goes, hey! Yeah, he's great. People loved him right away, too. Theater just blew up. They were just like, yo, yeah, even look people- at that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, then we get... Um, they factory oh, yeah. recessed 3 Yeah. I don't know if you have the translation for like... 
Ooh. that was the big trailer moment where they were just like um what are you doing 3po taking one last look at my friends <laughs> yeah like stop it 3po you're gonna make me cry god i mean because anthony daniels is the only actor mm. to appear in every yeah. star wars like mm -hmm. skywalker film the only actor and that's crazy to me that he's been able to do it for almost 50 years like that that never happens yeah and then we see that he reveals that the the, the wayfinder is in the imperial vault in the ender system and then ray notices that chewbacca is alive because they see kylo ren's ship and i love that sorry gives poe uh, technically a fast pass for a for a, yeah. for a first order ship <laughs> and i'm like ah oh, that's convenient and so immediately they they want they're gonna go to the ship kind of like a new hope style attack the, the imperial and to save chewbacca and i love that ray uses the obi-wan trick and immediately i love pm poe and finn did, did they did she use that on us one time no 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 that didn't happen and then we get into the second FaceTime call. And I love that Kylo says, like, I push you in the desert because I wanted you to see it. I needed you to see it. Who you are. I know the rest of your story. You're lying. Your parents sure were no one. They chose to be. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that is the most important thing. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. I was like, you remember more than you say. I don't want this. Remember them, see them. And we see the mother that is that actress that I'm forgetting from my show Jody, right now. Jodie Comer, yeah, Thank you. she was um, from Killing Eve mm -hmm. and uh, Free Guy, also The Last Duel, which iron, which funny enough has Adam Driver. Yes, that's true. And, and also she's... Ben Affleck, who was in a movie with the same writer, Chris Terrio. Oh yeah, six degrees ah, Kevin yes. Bacon. It all—it's like poetry. It rhymes. Yes, back. thank you. And then I was like, "We see Ray, be brave. You'll be safe." And then we see the flashback of Force Awakens. She's screaming, "No!" And then she's like, "Color is like they sold you to protect you." And I'm like, even though I don't like that they're reckoning, but I also like the way that they're fighting between the two different spaces while they're doing the FaceTime call. I do like that element though. And I was like, uh, it was Papa who took your parents. They didn't saw who, they didn't saw where you were. I was like, but then he gave the order. And I love them. And she's like, she's not on Jakku. And I'm like, if I was an assassin, that was the first place that I would look for, though. She Because that's a mother saying, she's not there. And I'm like, are you sure? I will double check that planet, though. They get stabbed. And then we get into ancillary Raul complaint number three. Didn't they say in the book that the father was a Palpatine clone that he had no powers? That was pretty random. And I'm like, that would have been a cool way to insert that in the film. Just to not make more questions about it. But then you get into the question that Palpatine got busy during the original trilogy. Well, hey, man, when you got a, you got an urge, you got to, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when, you, when you're the emperor of the galaxy, you can do whatever you want. Papa Palps, man. But, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> gotta yeah. be a papa. No, and then we, he is Papa Palpatine. 
And then we get to the big reveal Jesus. that most people don't like. But he's yes. like, you don't just have power. <laughs> you have his power. You are a Palpatine. Dun dun dun. Yeah. Por qué? <laughs> Thank you, Billy. I was like, por qué? Why? Why? But it makes sense. It's a you just said it's a telenovela, so <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, yeah, you... but there's this is a bad telenovela twist. This is a bad one. Oh, yeah, <laughs> this is um, uh, besos y lágrimas. So what do you think, Andres? Uh, yeah, go on. <laughs> from SNL. See, sí, no. Um, no. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that from uh, SNL. But uh, yeah, it did. It was kind of clunky. I cannot lie. It was definitely very clunky, mm-hmm. uh, especially the word. I think I really do feel like and I, and I know this is like a writer thing, but it kind of is a writer thing where mm-hmm. saying you're a Palpatine, it just sounds so goofy um, mm-hmm. that no ma- even if it is, I would pr- I would have even even if it was like you still do the same thing, but you would just say something like you're. The, the you're the emperor's heir or something like that you're the emperor's heir would have been a slightly like you cooler have, you have his power and then she, the gears could uh turn in her head and she's like oh yeah like that look of realization or something, something. I, yeah I feel, I feel like this was a first draft yeah, yeah. that's what i feel like because yeah. the ideas are there yeah I think Kylo Wu has said another way that you can put it on it was like you're the real heir to his empire it would have been better than palpatine palpatine just sounds goofy so mm-hmm. even though that's his name yeah you're a sheave <laughs> would have been worse um yeah, that would have been worse though yeah. and oh, then God. kylo brings a concept that i like he's like because of what you are i was like my mom was the daughter of vader your father was the son of the emperor two there are one we're a dyad in the force he doesn't know that we can kill them together and take the throne. And he takes out his mask, takes his, uh, reaches his hand, was like, you know. And then she's like, I do. That was a regular proposal, and she accepted it. It's canon. <laughs> she accepted that was a marriage proposal. <laughs> and then immediately, Ray was like, bye. And she jumps into the pocket. <laughs> oh, yeah. There is also, we did learn who the spy was because how they escaped. Uh, it was General Hux, who we have not mentioned in this movie. He gets very little to do in this movie. He doesn't get hammy acting like in no. the other scenes. But I actually do like his reasoning of why he became the spy. They're like, why are you helping us? He's like, I don't care if you win. I just want Kylo Ren to lose. So he's literally doing it out of spite. Yep. Which that fits his character. I'm like, okay, that's fine. It's not sudden heel churn. I mean, granted, it was kind of rushed, but at the same time, I'm like, I mean, who else was it going to be? Like some rando? And then, <laughs> yeah, they they leave, and uh, I believe, oh yeah, he's like, oh, shoot me, because then uh, I don't want them to know that I'm the spy. But immediately, Pride is just like, yeah, how'd they escape? And they're just like, they overpowered us. And then he's like, uh, Stormtrooper, give me a gun. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Kill, kills Hawks right there and it's just like uh we found our spy like i was like where were you this entire time richard e grant yeah. he was there in the background he was in the outer ring <laughs> maybe maybe conversing <laughs> with Palpatine. the unknown regions and then, and after that 
talking about pacing, the immediately I, there's only one scene of drama when Ray and Finn is like, a, so you know what you're gonna do? I'm gonna face him and kill him. I was like, a, and then I saw the vision of who stayed on the throne, and Finn is like, Ren, me too. And I'm like, and then immediately we cut into Ender, and I'm like, can you wait in five minutes just to develop this argument? between the three of you, that maybe Ray, I would like have seen maybe a, a scene of Finn and Poe's like, hey, now we know that she could be dark in any moment she could kill us though. That would have been a great scene though, of them getting fear of her, but we didn't got it because we immediately go into reckoning number 20,000 that the Death Star is still hanging in the water in Endor. Well, I mean, it was right above Endor, but there was bound to be some parts of the Death Star. I didn't think it would be, like, the size of a Star Destroyer, but mm-hmm. I was expecting, like, some parts. Yeah, that didn't... I didn't mind that. What It's kind of amazing how well... The um, throne room was sitting? The throne room mm-hmm. was still there. We got that cool, like, throwback to the first movie where she's climbing up things. Yeah. And, uh... Oh yeah, there's also some other people there, including Jana, who is um, a upcoming actress named Naomi Aki. She's actually mm-hmm. been cast to play um, Whitney Houston, I believe. In, in her biopic, she's great in uh, I Small Axe. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen Small nice. Axe. Yeah. She's great in that. No, I've heard of it. Um, I've, heard, I've heard she is good in that. Yeah, what'd you guys think of the the fight scene? Because I think this is where we're at now, right? The Kylo yeah, we're gonna versus... go to that. Fi- Kylo oh no! Versus Rey in the Death Star. Oh okay. Oh, you mean uh, like the the Empire Strikes Back moment where she sees evil Rey with that awesome oh, collapsible yeah, yeah, yeah. lightsaber, yeah, and with her and vampire fangs. Yeah. What's up with the, the vampire fangs? I it's, have questions about this. It's it's more like shark <laughs> teeth. It reminded me of uh, uh-huh. what's her name from Hunger Games. Uh, look at me quoting Hunger Games. Uh, oh, from Catching oh, Fire, oh, District Two. The girl from Batman vs Superman. No, girl from District Two from Hunger no, Games. No, no. <laughs> oh, I know what yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're saying. Yeah, it's it's not Jenna Malone. It's, it's not um, Jenna Malone. It's the other one. I forgot yeah. her name. You know what I got? I got Jennifer's body vibes. Uh, yes, from it, like very succubus looking. I was like, ugh, but it did like get me. I was like, oh shit, and then yeah, he finds. He finds her wayfinder. He has the way the other wayfinder, and he's just like, "You're gonna have to go with me." Crushes it, and then we get an awesome lightsaber fight. I'll let you guys describe. Just yeah, but awesome, also I love that Kylo says, like, "Yes, I love that Kylo says, look at yourself. You wanted to prove my mother that you're a Jedi, but you're much more the darkness of our nature." And then I love that she's like, "Give it to me." To me, and I'm like, me as a relationship, I was like, ah, this is getting too hard. I was like, oh God, <laughs> Jesus, this is getting too hard. And then Kylo destroys it. And this is a Raylo joke on Tumblr. Tim was like, the only way that you get to Exegol is with me. And I'm like, his ship only fitted one. Was Ray gonna be on top of, of Kylo the whole way <laughs> to go to Maybe see the Emperor? Be like- well, maybe she'll be like Yoda and be like a little backpack. <laughs> Who knows? She's although Daisy Ridley is very tall, so mm-hmm. I don't know. On six foot four, Adam Driver, I don't mm-hmm. know the fact that he's able to fit in that small ship yeah. is kind of amazing. 
Yeah, uh, he is a I, big dude. I actually love again another great. Speaking I'm, of which, I'm gonna. Ho- um, then we get oh. the awesome fight. Oh yeah, you go on, go on. on this. I, I'm so sorry. I think I'm freezing, guys. I think that's why. Uh, and then I, now you're back. Okay, sorry. There was like a delay. That's my mistake, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, I was like talking on top of you. <laughs> no, no worries. Nah, that's fine. Anyway, you were saying. I was saying that's a great Ray and, and Kylo interaction, kind of going back to where you were saying, mm-hmm. Raul, uh, the entire dialogue where, where he's like, he literally, his first line to Ray was like, look at yourself. Um, <laughs> and it's like a really cool, every single scene they have is just like fire. It's really, really yes, well done. It's it really is. well spoken. It's well done. Like the emotion that they show for each other is is palpable. Uh, it's palpatinable. Uh, <laughs> ah, damn it. Uh, they have another monster here. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's a, great, it's a great dialogue scene before the fight. Yes. And then we get into the fight. And I love, this is a great meme of Kylo walking through the water, looking so badass. And I'm like, that was me in a lot of water parks. <laughs> that was the dream, which was walking through the water. And pushing someone <laughs> like that was a dream, and I love the this but this fight scene is one of their best ones because Kylo is winning. That's pretty damn cool. But also we see Ray struggling to the fight, and it's amazing. But then we get into the end of the fight that a part of me said, "Why do Ray needed to do that specifically?" Because I love this is a good dramatic moment of Leia seeing just Ben, and Kylo immediately just turns away. And I love that we don't see Carrie Fisher; it's only about the voice. I do like that as emotional. But then I don't like Ray stabbing Kylo in that moment. I think it would have been way cooler just Ray staring at Kylo being doubtful. I don't know how you see it because then I also get a little upset because then Ray says, Leia. And I'm like, wouldn't it have been better for Ray just to say, Master? I know that you wanted to do the nostalgia thing of Leia like in Empire Strikes Back. But I'm like, I think it would have been better just to say, Master. But then immediately, Leia sacrificed. For me, I don't, that's the thing. It's really kind of like 50-50. I can see that his mother counting his son, put him back into the good side. But why are you doing that Ray stabs him to immediately just heal him? Wouldn't it just be better for Ray to have a conversation with him after this dramatic moment? I actually have something. When you're in a fight, you don't really care well, because you're trying to take out the person. Uh-huh. And also, he makes it very clear. He's like, I don't want to kill you, but I will. So they were looking to kill each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, as all couples do. And yeah. Um, so yeah, she she could have stabbed him in the heart. It could have been worse. But uh, or his head. Then she, she takes him down. Yeah, or his head. There was mm-hmm. a couple of kill shot moments there. But then she actually heals him, which I have mixed feelings about the force healing. But oh. it is cool to watch. I love it. And then it, uh, she, love it. <laughs> she even heals his scar. Mm-hmm. And then she's like. I did want to take your hand, Ben's hand. And I was like, oh, God, this is totally a telenovela. Uh, excuse me. I was like this. Yeah. I mean, as a regular ship, I was like, I need a cigarette. Jesus. But then I was also <laughs> reminded of how sad 
Leia's death is mm. <laughs> because who is with her? R2D2, right? Mm. He was there when she was born and he was there when she died. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's kind of amazing as well. R2 really is. R2 and 3PO are OG. the real storytellers. Yeah. Like, because the thing about R2, his memory has never been wiped. So he <laughs> knows everything. Like, at least to uh, Phantom Menace that we know of. Yeah. R- R- and the fact that he's still he's still kicking it. It's been almost 50 years. He's still there. R2 keeping his mouth shut on so many things. <laughs> uh, he could have prevented a lot. Of he could have, uh, for sure. I, I love that scene, too. I, I really do. I, I, I love the interaction between Ray and Kylo and her healing him and wanting to take his hand and all that and lay out. I, I thought it was really well done and well paced. No, and that's the thing. I'm just kind of like 50-50 with the healing, though, because I'm like, this healing stuff would have been really, would have really, really, really cool. And Darth Vader would have found out, find out about it. But that was part of his story arc that Padme needed to die for him to go in the dark side and all of those elements. But in the same time, I was like, uh, it's a good progression of the force. But at the same moment, that's, it's, that's the thing. I'm kind of a little divided though, because I do like the force healing. But at the same time, I was like, I don't think that you maybe you would have needed the force healing scene. It would have been way better at the end. I think it would have been a little more dramatic, especially because there's a really good moment. But and then we get into a great scene that I cannot deny. Han Solo showing up as a memory. That's a great scene. Do you have the dialogue, Billy? Oh, no. I do have it, though. You have some. And uh, it's because just a memory. Yeah, it's just She's a gone. Memory. It's too late. It's too late. Oh no. Kylo Kylo Ren is dead. And I didn't shave. <laughs> he didn't. Once again, good force awakens. I don't know what I have to do. I just don't know if I have the strength to do it. Will you help me? Will you help me? Dad. And I was like, oh, man, Adam Driver is killed so it. good. Killed he, it. He seriously. This scene, he killed it, bro. Like, mm-hmm. bar none. He was like spitting bars right here. Yeah. Like, he was legitimately almost crying. And he, Yeah, that was and some great that. acting. I felt that dad. And, I, and then he just like, I know. I know. And I knew that he was going to end on a Han line. And then he yeets his lightsaber mm-hmm. out of the ocean. He is Kylo Ren no more. Because he realized he's like, oh shit! I've basically lost everything. I'm gonna I'm gonna look over these ocean waves and brood. Some great posing shots. A lot of the best shots involve yeah. um, um, Adam Driver and Kylo Ren in general. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ray, who's just felt so guilty, she exits. Um, she takes his. <laughs> she takes his, his uh, Tie Fighter, and. Just goes to Octo, pulls a Luke because of her guilt mm-hmm. of her true lineage. And he's she's like, well, shit, I come from evil. I'm basically going to be evil. And I thought I killed Chewie and all this stuff. And then simultaneously, Finn Poe and everybody else comes back to uh, I think it's Ashen Kloss. Mm-hmm. I think that's the planet. They, they go back to the base and they're like, Agent Kloss, we got to yeah. speak with Leia. And they're like, yeah, no, Leia's dead. And again, what kills me is Chewie's reaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
because you really think about it, Chewie's lost everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like, really, he's lost... He lost his best friend. He lost... Um, he lost Luke in the last movie. Now he's lost Leia. Kylo. Like, that's the original three. He yeah. lost Kylo yeah. as well. And the only ones that are left are the droids and Lando. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, he's been through a lot of loss. And that's saying something, because he's over... He's 250 years old. Yeah. He looks great, by the way. True. He looks great, though. Yeah. Yeah, and then... We get into another big one. Another big scene. Oh, Ray destroying the ship. And she's like, I'm going to throw this, too. And she throws the little lightsaber. And I'm like, oh, they're going to do it. And then he was like, look, catches the lightsaber. He's like, our Jedi's weapon deserves more respect. Master Skywalker, what are you doing? And in my head, I'm like, oh, this is even more reckoning. I was like, I was like something <laughs> more is coming here. And then looks at was like, uh, Ray's just like, oh, no, I'm going to do the same thing as you did, Master Skywalker. No, it was fear that kept me here, Ray. No, it was shame. It was said in the last movie. And then I was like, be, it was like, a, because you're a Palpatine. Leia know it too. And in my head, no, you didn't. You didn't know it. This is just because of Ray Hey, honey. hey. They chose to be, not uh, to say anything. They chose Remember. not to say. <laughs> I don't know if it's just me, but I felt like Luke's hair got even longer. I don't and know why. Here he's, too. He's, he's, he's totally pulling off the dude from the big Lebowski look. And I'm, I'm kind of digging it. <laughs> like mm -hmm. I was expecting him to have like a white Russian. But uh, Andres, what did you feel about like just Luke coming back as a force ghost and him lifting the ship? While Yoda's theme plays, I actually cried oh, during that because I, Yoda's theme always—I had to cry. That, that piece of music, Yoda's theme, is the most heartbreaking, beautiful music I've ever heard. Yeah, that's uh, true. And and Luke doing it too is just a, a beautiful moment. I love that scene. This scene just gave me chills. It's still one of my favorite all-time Star Wars scenes. It's actually one of my favorite all-time Star Wars lines. Uh, mm. When 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 Luke is talking to him, that you know, confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. That's a bar. That's a good line. Um, and, and it's literally the embodiment of what it is. I, I, I really do feel like, I mean, I've talked about this movie a lot. Um, after it came out, I, I did a whole podcast about it on Force Center. Uh, shout mm -hmm. out to Scrimshaw and, uh, and Ken. They talked about it as well. Um, but I did a Collider a review about it too. But essentially what I got from it too was, was essentially what Luke was saying in this moment was that it doesn't matter where you're from who your papa is, who your daddy is, mm -hmm. who your lineage is, where you come from evil or not. It's all about decisions we make. It's all about our heart and what we choose to do with it. Uh, and, and I really do feel like that's the embodiment of the dyad and the force of what the movie was represented, representing Kylo and Rey coming from mm -hmm. two completely different backgrounds, yet getting two completely different results. Kylo should have been the golden child and the child that had literally everything given to him mm -hmm. and had all the power in the world. And he chose to do evil. And Ray coming from a background of, of trash and evil and Palpatine and blood and Jakku and junk and traders and chooses to do good. And in her nature is, is good because she literally helps everyone she encounters. And I think that's what Luke was getting at was like, Mm -hmm. blood doesn't matter you know some things go deeper than blood and that's what family is and that's what it's always been about so i love that scene 
Yeah, that's awesome to hear. <laughs> I mean, when I think of family, I'm just like, you can't beat family. Jesus. <laughs> you need Dom Toretto to show up with his fucking um, um, yeah. his Gran Torino just crashing into Exegol. It's just like, Palpatine might be strong, but he can't beat family. But, I mean... That was all jokes aside, different that really, <laughs> I agree with everything that you said 100%. And yeah, Scrimshaw and Ken are they're they're just the best. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, after this, um, Ray is like, "Oh yeah, I forgot the ship has the wayfinder in it. The mm-hmm. only wayfinder in the galaxy. It's a good thing it didn't burn in there as well, or it, it it's a good thing it was durable because yeah. otherwise, yeah. if she accidentally burned it, it would have been like, well, shit." <laughs> And uh, so she goes to Exegol, and then everybody's preparing for the final battle. <laughs> and, um, and you forgot that Charlie says, I was like, they're, they're planning the whole attack, and they, they need a satellite to go up. And Charlie was like, we need to also hold the maneuvers to do some real damage. That was what just one in a million. I'm like, oh, you have to do the hold the maneuver too. I was like, but yeah, I was like, I can see the joke at the same time. I was like, ah. Uh, the, the part of me, I was like, I feel like I'm being bullied by this movie there because I love The Last Jedi. But that's the thing. Like, even Andres said, he, I love his point of view and, and a lot of these things. We prepare for the battle, and then we see the final battle. And next when we see Ray arriving to this big arena. And this is the thing that I want to ask you guys because I'm notorious. I don't want to, I don't read those books and comics. Who are those people that are in the arena? Are there sets? Are there just followers? They're what followers. is going on there? Yeah. It, oh, okay. Yeah, it's called the Sith Eternal. Uh, it's essentially a cult that has like always followed Palpatine and the Sith. Uh, they basically just worship and just basically give their spirit energy <laughs> uh, to Palpatine. But it's basically just like a giant cult that worship Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't look political at all. Yeah. <laughs> just insert yeah. political joke here. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, when they were just, descending into that, I was just like, yo, this is straight up like, this was, I thought that was gnarly. I, I love the Exico, like, <laughs> spit it all. It looked like a, like a Hollywood uh, Horror Nights maze. Uh, That's I was, true. I was like, this is like a maze. This is like a scary lightning coming everywhere. There's people like in clothes and... and, and and yeah. those big statues that that statues. kind of made Exegol looks really cool. It was cool. I was like, this is going like, like a hell. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're going ha 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 ha. No no no, your pitching is ha 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 You ruined my entrance, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really cool. Just you hear the ha and all the lightning and stuff. It's really creepy, too. Like. Just the constant lightning, the, the the thunder, and I'm like, okay, yeah, you can see why this is the Sith uh, planet. You would think it would be more red, but I'm kind of glad it's not, or it's mm-hmm. just like it's near darkness. Another thing, the Disney Plus, um, it looks much better there, because um, in the theaters, I felt like there was just like this big blue filter throughout the entire movie. And it was very distracting. <laughs> but on Disney Plus, they actually fix it. So it looks much better. Rewatch Rise of Skywalker with that. And it's visually just much more appealing. And then you can appreciate a lot of the cinematography and stuff. Because even if people don't like the movie, mm-hmm. you can't deny that they didn't 
that no work went into it. Yeah. They're trying to end Star Wars. That's a nearly, that's a Herculean, um, Sisyphean task. Like, it can't be done. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody's always going to get disappointed. Yeah. And then um, the final battle happens because Ray sends them an email and it's just <laughs> like, she's showing us how to get through. Oh, yeah. Poe gets promoted to uh, the leader of the resistance and he makes Finn his co leader because, of course, they're. Uh, he's like, honey, you can, yes. you can do this with me. General. Mm-hmm. All right. General. 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 Uh, 3PO lost his memory, by the way. That was a thing. But yeah. R2 is just like, hey, I got a copy from, from the cloud. From, from the cloud, the cloud yeah. it only goes to Force Awakens, but it's better than nothing. So he's just—he's constantly just reintroducing himself, like, "Oh, Babu Frick, my oldest friend." Yeah. And then they're going in, knowing they're outnumbered. Mm-hmm. And then we get the whole thing. Ray goes there alone, and Palpatine, of course, is just like, "Yo, just kill me already, and then take your place." But if you kill me, all the Sith will go inside you, and it's gonna be awesome. Just, <laughs> please do it, <laughs> do it. And then you get the awesome ship battle, and the resistance is getting cut down. Mm-hmm. And um, Snap Wexley dies, which is just like no. They kill Matt Matt Parkman. God damn it! <laughs> I, I know. I, I was forgetting the name of the character you played in Heroes. Here, yeah. <laughs> kind of ballsy for jj to kill his best friend in that movie but Mm -hmm. it's the last movie and uh then kylo ren shows up as well looking he has just the dark um undershirt the sweater his hair oh (laughs) his hair his hair is so good looking it's as Mm -hmm. great as force awakens it's like finely shampooed and combed and everything and he took his time he was doing his hair he put the shipping out of place like and i had to look great for my girlfriend there's a great (laughs) edit of somebody editing this footage of the final battle with i need a hero and it works eerily well because it's very shrek 2 vibes where he (laughs) goes on the big chain his last word by the way is ow which is Mm -hmm. weird but okay and uh he's just going around he doesn't he pulls a han slash k2so and just shoot somebody not even looking and um i love that kylo he's he's technically fighting the nice old ren is like his dad like han solo he's doing a lot of moves with the gun exactly like han solo i love that moment he's doing it without a lightsaber too which Mm -hmm. again it's kind of ballsy because lightsaber is a very powerful weapon against these guys and then ray senses him as well because Mm -hmm. their connection and then this was an awesome moment where it looks like she's going to strike him down with Luke's saber, by the way. Yes. Oh, yeah. And um, on Octo, we saw Leia's saber. We saw a quick flashback, which, like, the faces looked weird. It's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, um, especially because the Emperor was like, she will come to me. She will take her revenge with a stroke of her saber. The Sith are reborn. And the Jedi are dead. And I love that Rey gets a nod to Kylo. And Rey... Sends through Bluetooth, <laughs> then they send through infrared just to make it more nostalgic for people that use infrared between phones. Through infrared, sends her lightsaber from another floor, and Kylo finally gets the Skywalker saber and he fights the Nysol Ren. The Nysol Ren just die immediately in one minute. 
And I love that he just gives the little the shoulder shrug. Yeah, like well. I'm so like, lucky. Yeah, that's his father. And he's cutting these guys down. Ray gets Leia Saber out and is taking out uh the Emperor's guard really effectively because she's surrounded and mm-hmm. she's just I'm like, dang, that training worked out great. And then, then they're together. They meet up. And then immediately, I love the Emperor's like, stand together, die together. And then she, he, a lot of his force bounces a little and he get, his hand is getting like healed. He's like, the force of your bond. A, a, a tired in the force of power to restore the true Emperor. And Palpatine dementors Raylo because all of the Raylo love, he's draining all of the love like the dementors the from fan them. Base. All the fans. The fan base. All the fans are like, oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, he gets his fingers back, and then his eyes are super yellow. And he—I love that his costume is like a mix of the prequel and the original. Yes. I was like, okay. And he's like, "Look cool what that. you have made." Reddit. And then, yeah. Then <laughs> he gets uh, Ben Solo. He's like, as once I fell <laughs> to the last of the House of Skywalker, throws him off and. Did you think, Andres, that they killed Ben? No. Like when he threw him over the cliff? No. <laughs> like he hit he hit no. that rock pretty hard. Yeah. I don't know. I felt I felt stupid. I was like, well shit, that's anticlimactic. <laughs> and then the Emperor takes down all these ships through dubstep. Yeah. Yes. No like a messy Spider-Man to too. <laughs> Literally, the sound goes out and he's just like, okay, and he shot uses the force lightning, which is his main move. He's like, I'm like, (laughs) all right, he's using dubstep. And unfortunately, one of the casualties is um, the first ship in Star Wars, the Tantive four. Yeah, which had a nine nub on that ship. Mm -hmm. He's dead on one of the underrated heroes of Return of the Jedi. Uh, Damn, unless you ask, unless you ask Maud Garrett, who hates him for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> and um, then uh, then we get the be with me. That's my favorite scene. scene. Yeah. Favorite scene in the movie. Yeah. Um, do you guys off the top of your head know how many like voices were in there? Or were you just like, it's like nine, like trying to figure out. I, I definitely, I've definitely recognized. Yeah. I definitely recognized them when I was watching the movie. I think that's the best part, right? It's like, if you're like a really good fan, or a fan that's like yeah. really into it, you can recognize, you know, Mace Windu. You could recognize mm-hmm. Ahsoka. You could recognize pretty much all the major. Uh, even like when Qui Gon spoke, I lost it. When Kanan, yeah, there's Mace spoke. Windu too. <gasps> Kanan, I was I surprised it. they got him in there too. I was like, this is too good, too good. Yeah, there's a lot. There's uh, Ayla's in there, Ahsoka's in there. Uh, mm. I forget. Yeah, I was surprised they got Ahsoka. I was like, dude. Yeah. Now she's in the film. Kanan's line was bars. Kanan's line was so good. Yeah. Oh, yes. But then also we get into another Avenger scene when Poe is like, we we can't do it. It's too much. I I fail. And then we see Lando on your left, Poe. Sorry, sorry. There's more of us, Poe. Oh, (laughs) yeah. This this, this came before Before. um, the dubstep. (laughs) Then, uh, yeah, we get plenty of cameos, including, I'm pretty sure, the ghost from Rebels. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, and 
like it's like how many ships do you want yes oh, including i was the only one in the theater that cheered for the quick cameo of wedge oh ah, yes like, he was super he's, quick when he's in the gun when he's in the gunner seat of the falcon yeah. i was like wedge they got him because <laughs> i know dennis lawson was offered to come back and he was yeah. just like nah i don't want to do it but then they're they got him back for at least a cameo and i was like he he did that for the fans yeah and then they say rise ray do it rise and then she rises grabs the lightsaber and she's like and then Papadi using his only move, the lightning, and Ray is totally dodges it with her with her lightsaber. And he's like, You're nothing, a scavenger girl who would never be no one. I'm all, all of the sin. And she's like, and I and she got the other saber. I am Iron Man. I'm sorry, I'm all of the Jedi. And then <laughs> And she kills Papatine. And we see all of the evil ships falling. And Richard E. Grant gets a really violent death and pretty cool at the same time. The way that he blows up, I was like, damn, Disney? Okay. And then Ray dies. And we see Kylo rising from the rubble, getting into the Ray. The Rise lo- of Skywalker. Walker. That was the Rise of Skywalker. Him rising from the, all, of the, all of the rocks. And I love that this is all music and silence. And then the way that he sees the body... Of his of his beloved, and he's like he, she's not breathing. It's like, and then he gives some of his force, and I love immediately that Ray touches him uh, with his hand, and we just hear the music dun dun dun. And she's like Ben, and then he's all like ah, <laughs> oh my god, my head is also like yes, oh my god, and then I was like, and they beautiful kiss. So many Raylo shippers were. There was a lot of moisture in a lot of, and all around the world. There were happiness and cheers. And immediately JJ was like, okay, you got your happiness for 10 seconds. And Kylo dies. Oh. In my head, Canon, I think that Ray was sucking the light out of, out of him like Rogue from X-Men with that kiss. Maybe Ray planted the planet the whole time. We don't know. <laughs> but yeah, hey. Kylo dies saving. Kind of like um, kind of like Darth Vader did with Luke Skywalker yeah. sacrificing himself to save good, and I like it because that's kind of like the biblical side of Star Wars of being a kind of like a Catholic doing a something really good to save you from the evil that you did before to cleanse your sins. I like that moment, but at the same time, I'm like, couldn't just leave Ben and Ray live happy? You wanted to satisfy the shippers, and then I- you kill it in the in the book. It was a kiss of friendship. Jesus, a kiss of gratitude. What are you going to end then? you wonder if? Yeah, I, I just feel like it's one of those things where I've always wondered, like, what would have happened if Kylo was left alive? That was the first thing I thought of afterwards. And, and I just kept running scenarios in my head. And I kept mm-hmm. running through all the people he killed. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. imagine all those people he killed. He's like, hey, guys, I'm here. <laughs> I'm good now. They're like, we don't care. You're going to die. <laughs> they would just start shooting him. Uh, they would hate him. I don't True. think they would buy the Ben Solo thing. So I think they kind of had to kill him. Uh, I just didn't see a scenario where he just could live happily ever. There's no way, bro. You killed like three trillion people. <laughs> the thing that I would do, I will make Ray and Kylo uh, go back to Act 2 and live there alone with the porks. That would have been my fan fiction yeah. ending. Well, but if know, someone finds Padme, out, 
they just blow up. The, they're like, where does he? Where, where does he live? Oh, I'm I'm coming after him. <laughs> the yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, it's just like it's the same thing. You want Anakin and Padme to live on Naboo happily ever yeah. after. That's can't, not how this works. Can't work. That's not how the Force works. There has mm-hmm. to be balance. Yeah. And unfortunately, the bad um, had to be taken out in this instance. Evil will rise again if Star Wars is, um, if anything but consistent. Mm-hmm. There always has to be good and evil. Mm-hmm. But then we get the whole, again, the Yoda theme, and Rey comes back in Luke's X-Wing, by the way. That's how she got to Exegol. Yeah. And everybody's celebrating, and you kind of feel, like, mixed. At the one point, you're like, okay, this is kind of rushed, but on the other hand, you're like, yeah, shit, we're almost at the end of the movie. This is almost the end of the Skywalker saga. And you're kind of like Finn, where you're just like holding back tears. Crying. I thought that yeah. was like, I feel like that was the last day of shooting. And yeah. That was legitimately just Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, and Oscar Isaac just giving each other a, like a hug. Because they spent a years doing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this wasn't just like a one-off movie or something. <laughs> this was this was a trilogy of movies that they did. Yeah. And it's for the most part, for most of the stars, I think it's worked out pretty good. Oscar Isaac has like the Harrison Ford career right now where you know that he's going to be the big. No, yeah, he's going to be the actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the big actor. I mean, he's, he's already moon Knight. Also Adam driver. Dune and... Adam driver. Yeah. Adam driver. Adam. Yes. No, Adam driver. He was so ready. Especially. He's the best one. Like, of course. He's worked with, he has worked with some of the best in the business already. And I feel like if he keeps it up, same thing with like Tim- Timothy Chalamet, where they just keep picking good projects because mm-hmm. they're just so damn good. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and I'll, I will some... watch him do a Noah Baumbach movie just as much as doing a Star Wars movie. It's that yeah. balance of doing big budget and like smaller, more intimate movies which I'm, I'm glad it showcases their talent for that. So I'll let you describe the last scene and just uh, your yes. overall thoughts. Because yeah. Andres, I want to hear your thoughts. I know you've given yeah. them before, but just for uh, the hell of it, and after some time has <laughs> passed, I want to know if you How... feel any different. Mm-hmm. And so this is a part that I like about this scene that we see Paul... And Dietrich, he's trying to find someone, and then Finn, and I'm like, okay, you already gave me the Raylo kiss. Am I, I going to get Finn and Paul? Of course, I didn't get it. But we get those gay, that gay couple in the background, all if you're not China or Russia, that they're kissing in the background. And then they they join together, and I'm like, okay, the movie's going to end here. And I'm like, no, we get to ending number two. We see Ray arriving in the Falcon in Tatooine. She goes into the Lars home. She slides there. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to grab Luz's lightsaber and Leia's lightsaber. I'm going to bury it in the sand, even though that Leia was never raised in Tatooine and she was a slave. And even though Luke hated Tatooine so much and he also, the Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber, he hated sand. So I'm going to bury it right here. And then she's like, and then she gets up and a random old lady in the middle of nowhere, she's like, Ah, there has been no one for so long. 
who are you? And like, I'm Ray. And Ray who? And then she does something like that, but, oh, please don't do it. I already knew where this was going. I was like, oh, please don't do it. And then like, and they show Luke and Leia or Reyes, Force Ghost, and not Kylo. Damn you, JJ. And she's like, <laughs> I'm Ray, Ray Skywalker. Oh, I was like, oh, Jesus. And then she looks at the suns, and then we cut into black. BB-8 was there, too. BB-8, but, uh, sorry, BB-8, yeah. I, you got to admit, that's a pretty dope last shot. It was. Of her looking off with the sunset. Because, of course, if it's Star Wars, they always end on, like, a sunset or a celebration. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which has been the case for both the prequel and the sequel, or, and the original. Because I... prequels ended on the sunset. Original ended with the celebration. Yeah. And then now it ends with the sunset. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I definitely, it's interesting, right? Looking back on the film on, on Ray Skywalker mm-hmm. in general, just because I do have to hop off uh, right now. I, 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 I honestly feel like, I mean, obviously, again, I can't tell anyone how to feel uh, mm-hmm. in this in this scenario if you really do feel like this hurt. The Last Jedi in any way. I I, I mean, I, you guys saw my Knives Out mug. I, I love Ryan Johnson. I love The Last Jedi mm-hmm. uh, with all my heart. And I love The Rise of Skywalker. I don't think there should be necessarily a divide. Uh, mm-hmm. If there if there is a divide, that's fine. But I don't think that there has to be a divide. Um, mm-hmm. Where it's like, I can be the biggest Last Jedi fan and literally have that movie memorized by heart, which I do. And the biggest mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker fan and have that movie memorized by heart which I do. And, and mm-hmm. it's one of those things where people think you can't, you, you have to choose one or the other. And it's like, not necessarily everything that feels undercut in this movie, I can kind of justify it in a different way as well, except for maybe the Palpatine stuff, but everything else to me flowed and made sense. Um, and I, and I love both movies wholeheartedly. So I felt like in that scene, it wasn't Ray necessarily saying don't like the last jedi i'm ray skywalker i don't think that's what she was saying i think she was saying more like i i realize now that family isn't the most important thing in the Mm -hmm. world family isn't something that i'm just so obsessed with that i have to come from this cool lineage i can just choose who my family is i can choose to be who i am i can choose to be what I represent. And if I want to represent something that inspired me, which was Leia Skywalker and Luke Skywalker, Mm -hmm. then that is something that I will carry with me from the rest of my life. I don't necessarily have to be a Palpatine and, and, and the daughter of Palpatine in this lineage. And that's her whole journey throughout the entire film. It's her learning that family is irrelevant. Family is whatever she chooses to be. And in that moment when she says, Ray, who she's saying Ray Skywalker, because that's who I choose to be. That's who inspires me. It's about being yourself and choosing yourself and not being so bogged down with this idea of lineage and family and, and all the responsibilities that's on top of mm-hmm. it. So. That's On smart. that note, I want to I want to say thank you for your time, Andre. Thank you, you are very busy, and I know you got to hop off soon. But yeah. um, where can the people find yeah. you? Do you have any uh, upcoming projects? And do you have any outlets to plug? Yeah, yeah. You could find me on Twitter and Instagram at Squad Leader Race, and obviously at First Cut 
uh, our YouTube mm-hmm. channel. So if you just search First Cut on YouTube and First Cut TMO on social media as well. We go live every Tuesday, uh, or at least mm-hmm. try to. Uh, so please try to join us there if you can. Uh, we'll also be dropping some couple reviews probably later this week. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Thanks again, man. I appreciate this. No, you're awesome. welcome. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, and uh, with that, um, you can um, find me on Twitter at MasterPuns196. You can follow me on Instagram at Billy Batson's Lightning. Nothing is capitalized. And you can follow our main show Twitter at SYNSPod and give us a five-star and write a review on Apple Podcasts like that asshole. And <laughs> listen to, to us on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, wherever podcasts are listened to. And you, buddy, where can they find you? You can find me as always at RoboVaderRDC on Twitter, Instagram, and on TikTok and Letterboxd at RoboVaderRDC. You can follow the podcast like Billy said and SYNS pod on Twitter. And also, just to say, I love that you're expert about the movie, Andres, but I'm really divided. So I'm kind of like in a, in a five. But especially yeah. the point of view that you bring up, it will make me re-examine the movie when I feel like more relaxed to see it again. But I will see it in your point of view. And as always, see you next summer. Dun, 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 dun.